Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No! Somebody, me, Lee Gerstman, why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. All right, welcome to another edition of We're Fucking Drunk and What's Going On, man. Uh, hey, Lee, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. All right, man. I don't like to say our podcast name in because we have like two things that say it before we come on. So we don't need They know where they're at. They, they click the fucking button. Wait, what show am I on? What show am I on? You're you're on you're on you're on Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I am cool, Doctor Fuck, and I got Lee as, as Ian Wadley today. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm just. Joking. <laughs> I wish, man. That'd be cool. That's a better podcast. <laughs> nah, I love those guys, man. They fucking rule. I can't wait to meet them at Rock and Pod, man. So we also got uh, say who we got, Lee. Guest. Oh, we we've got guests. We do? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We, we got Jerry Supe <laughs> and Charles Trainer. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, starting to drink a little bit and getting a little bit of a buzz. Me too. Um, excited <laughs> about doing one of my, my favorite Pink, Pink Floyd. My favorite <laughs> Fleetwood Mac album. <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite with Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. Yes, it's my favorite all around, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm excited to do this album. It's a long mm. fucking album. <laughs> yeah. But good. There's some, there's some duds yeah. on it, but... Uh... I agree that, that there are some duds. I will say, without spoiling it, that after listening to it again, uh, I found that the some of the songs that I thought were duds well, well, I, I I changed my opinion somewhat on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Charles? Man, what's going on, brother? Well, fucking crime me. If I was any better, I'd be y'all. That's how I'd be. Uh... You must be doing really fucking good then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck yeah. let me tell you something. All smiles today. I'm good. <laughs> All smiles today. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, it, okay. It, it, it ain't Def Leppard. It ain't Nine Arm for you. So here Make it. love like a man. It ain't, <laughs> man. It ain't been released That's yet. What That's I not a <laughs> peaceful, easy show today on the American <laughs> podcast. That's what you forgot to say. I need to be the Ed McMahon of the free free form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go. That is correct, sir. <laughs> well, <laughs> and say that to Lee. Take, say that to Lee. Just not take two hours to do this introduction. Thank you. All right, man. Well, let's <laughs> let, let let's like a what that today we're doing a freaking tribute to uh, Christine McVie who passed a couple days ago, and 
We are yeah. we did somewhat of a tribute on the Mark and Jerry uh, and Charles bullshit BS session. So you check that mm -hmm. out on YouTube. Plug plug plug. Uh, but man, this was like out of the blue, man. Her death came out of the blue, man. Um, I was like. I think uh, Andy Rodriguez posted in our little chat group we have, and I go, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't even see this happening. I just heard her a few months ago, her and Mick talking about how they wanted Lindsay back in the band, and then she fucking passed. I was like, damn. Mm. So, Lee, man, what, what, yeah. was, what was your thoughts on that, her passing? Um, well, it, it was completely out of the blue. I thought I was like, oh, shit. Because, um, I mean, I know that she's not, she wasn't, like, young. She she was older, but, like, like I thought that they were going to, I didn't know exactly what they would be doing, but I, I figured she'd be doing more music, and they'd, even if they weren't doing anything, I, I figured that she'd probably still talk about whatever it is that she'd be doing or how she felt about the group situation, you know, and then all of a sudden um, that happened, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll give it to you, Charles. What do you think, man? Well, I mean, it's totally, totally sad. It's been going on now for a little while, and Darth Vader's back, by the way. <laughs> I know it! Darth Vader, somebody's breathing. <laughs> it's always, I always get blamed for that, but it's not me. Uh, we got a breather here. Mm -hmm. All right. The, uh, I mean, it's just sad, sad news. And spoiler alert to the folks. I mean, just doing a review on the band was kind of my idea because my second appearance, we did a tribute to Meatloaf, and I just thought, well, if mm -hmm. he did the one she did, I mean, I, I yeah. think Black is a massive, massive successful group and i and i don't want to and i don't want to be a poser in any way i i wasn't necessarily expecting that we would do this record because i didn't really know mm -hmm. what that was. but i listened to it and uh we'll get into my thoughts on it when we go mm -hmm. into the review. but I, before we begin uh, i just want to say have you ever seen the cover to the fleetwood mac album kiln house k-i-l-n house house Kiln House. H have you ever seen the cover to that? That was no. that. Um, if, 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 if you take a look at that, if uh, it's 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 a it's a drawing. On yeah. It. Um. You see it? Yeah, I got it pulled up. Yeah, she she drew that. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she drew that. That she wasn't in the band at that point, but. She did contribute to that album by doing the cover. That's a beautiful cool. cover, man. Well, Lee, didn't yeah. she? It's yeah. one of my favorite album covers of all time, in fact. It's actually freaking, like, came out a month, right? Almost like eight days and a month at, before I was born. September oh, 18th, wow. 1970. I go, damn. Yeah. Lee, didn't she start out as, like, a session player for them? Um, Yeah. Um, because yeah. cause, um, she got married to John McVie, and that's why she was called um, Christine McVie. She she starred out before that. She was in Chicken Shack. 
Yeah. And then, um, she was in, um, I think, their very best album. But after she left, um, she did her first solo album and had some members of Chicken Shack on it and some members of Fleetwood Mac. And that was also really good. And then I think the very first album where she was an official member, I think, was the album Future Games. But I'm not completely sure on that. But I think that's... I think that she um, might have played on a few songs of Kiln House, maybe? Uh, I'm not sure, but um, she, she started, I think, with the being an official member on the album Future Games. And then, um, and then, and then she was also on the, the next one, Bear Trees. And both those are, I think, um, their best period of the group. That was with Danny Kerwin and Bob Welch. Duly noted. Yeah. Yeah, man. We did a, did we do a Peter Green Fleetwood Mac episode? She wasn't yeah. on that one, right? Um, no. Okay, yeah. So, I just, one last thought on this. Um, Fleetwood Mac in their heyday, I was about three years old. So, hmm. I would have known, like, lies, that tell me lies, little lies and all that stuff. Hmm. But it, it, as I was, like, able to comprehend. But huh. definitely, my mother listened to these this band a lot. She was a younger woman in the 70s. And I think this was a huge band, obviously. I mean, Rumors is one of the best-selling albums of all time. So I knew uh, I know all of their biggies. But uh, this yeah. is a band I'm going to definitely be deep-diving on. Oops, I might have gave away something there. But that was my mm -hmm. last one on them. And uh, Jerry, what do you think? Jerry? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. Sorry, I'm having trouble with my microphone. No, it was. Yeah, it came out of the blue. It, it really shocked me when I heard about it. And um, she had mentioned in an article a couple months ago that her, John, and Thick were pretty much, you know, not feeling the best, and that they probably wouldn't be able to tour anymore. But I didn't think, you know, that there was something mm. wrong with her. Um, uh, she was just a great. She seemed to be the most, the more positive member of the band. She wrote more positive, upbeat songs while, you know, Lindsay and Stevie were shitting on each other, you know, which probably did, in hindsight, make Fleetwood Mac more successful with those two shitting on each other. But, I don't know, Christine had a lot of good, you know, upbeat type of songs, man. And she was, uh, like uh, Lisa, she was an artist, too. She did her art on her last solo album that came out last year called Songbird. Oh, cool. Yeah, a lot of, lot of good stuff on that one. I suggest you check it out. And her Very first well. solo album. Her first solo album's amazing, too. I mean, uh, she's a, she was a great player, and it's a great lost in music, man. Um, like I said, she was 79. Um, mm -hmm. These people are getting old, and it's it's sad that we're going to lose so yeah. many more. You know, it really is. Yeah. It's like I said on the BS sessions, uh, she was my least favorite on uh, of, the, of Buckingham and Nick's. And like her songs, I would skip over. And then I got older and I started listening back to it. And I go, these songs are cool, man. I used to hate that song everywhere, you know, off of Tango and Night. Now I like it. <laughs> I like Little Lies. Now I like uh, it. 
It's like, I didn't care for those songs. I was going to the Big Love or the Stevie Nicks songs. <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Any other, I always skipped Christine's unless she did Don't Stop with Lindsay. I had to listen to that. Yeah. Lindsay was on there. But uh, yeah, that, but I have a deeper appreciation for her for the last 10 years that I, I started actually listening to her stuff on there because he kind of, I was yeah. kind of getting bored of the other stuff on the album. And I go, well, you know, I never really listened to Christine's stuff. Let me listen to it again. <laughs> And now I yeah. go back to that more than like don't like freaking the chain or anything. I'll listen to her stuff now over and over, you know, stuff like that. You know, this is like it's like new shit to me now. <laughs> yeah, I would suggest definitely um listen to Future Games and listen to Bear Trees. Um, the Bear Tree Bear Trees yeah. definitely is a great one. Yeah. That 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 was a really good album. You can add that to my list that we need to review. What was what was that big hit from that? Was it "Sentimental Lady"? Was that the big yeah. hit of that song? Yeah, yeah. Him and Christine, Christine sang the back. That's beautiful song, man. It really is. Oh yeah, that that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, man. You guys know a lot of shit. <laughs> and then Bob Welch, and then Bob Welch, um, he he, out after he went out of the group, he 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 did something with. Glenn Cornick from Jethro Tull and Hunt Sales, who worked on the group Runt with Todd Rungan and did like this really feedback drenched, noisy, heavy rock album. And Ooh. he did two of them, and then he just stopped that and just went back to his regular work. That sounds like me. <laughs> he actually, yeah. he did he not? He shot himself, didn't he? Suicide? Um, as something like that, yeah. Um, that's sad people do that man it really is that was because um i think that he was um like wheelchair ridden oh, and okay. and his wife would have had to take care of him 24 7 and he wanted her to have um a life so i think that he that that was his reason commendable sad but commendable i guess yeah yeah man it's just just sad when people do that, man. It's like you get like, what some guy just killed himself the other day. It's like, man, let's not get into this, man. We're talking about <laughs> yeah. we're here to celebrate someone's life, not to fucking talk about people committing suicide, man. I gotta take another drink. Give me a second, man. Lee, what's up? Oh, Lee, I already drank, so that's what's up. Hey, you have the album Penguins. Is that one any good? Um, it's. Um, worth checking out is like a novelty. I, I would say that they had, um, there's some songs on it that if you listen to the individual songs and don't think of it as a whole album, yeah. then most of them all work. But if you try to listen to the whole thing as one whole album, it's kind of like having a, a bite of strawberry jello and steak and um seaweed it See, wouldn't work I, mm. I i just gotta say suddenly i love it when you give me food analogies of, of music it's like it well makes, it makes more <laughs> sense to, when you say that like if yeah you, like if you told me something was like lobsterish i would think it sucks but i don't know if you like lobster because i hate lobster <laughs> but, well, well i i, I don't I like seaweed say... so i get it <laughs> Well, well, I would say 
if it was like lobster as opposed to horse species, then you would probably say, well, okay, it's not good, but at least it's not as bad as horse species. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Because you know, at least lobster is if a food. Said, if he said lobster and horse species, i go, okay, so he's thinking the lobster like, is better. <laughs> I'll put, yeah, 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 yeah I, I'll take like this. Mark, Mark if, if someone just gave you like a, just said, I'll give you $20 if you just take one small half teaspoon of lobster and eat it. Would you do it? I've already tasted lobster, so... Cool. I, I'm I by, me, by, by me, by, by me, but would you do it for, like, maybe 200 bucks? I would do it for... Dude, I've already done it, so yeah. yeah. Somebody's going yeah, so to I mean, think I've if, never tried lobster. Here, Bart, no, try no, lobster. No, 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 no. Give me 200 no, no. bucks. I, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I need the lobster for 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> All I would say is, but but if yeah. someone offered you the same amount of money to eat horse species, you'd probably say no. You keep that money. Yes. I, yeah. I could be. So I could be. I could be. I could try do that. Hey, if they gave me, oh. if they gave me like a like like a couple million to eat horse species, fucking where's the trough? <laughs> um, and then I would go to the. You're doctor. bringing back a memory that I don't want to remember. And it, it, I'm kidding. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe an easier food analogy for Mark would be it's Whataburger versus In and Out. There you go. Yeah, I, take, I, take, I like yeah. Whataburger. I like Wahlburgers, man. Or Whataburger. No, I didn't say Wall. Oh, I, I, I seen Whataburgers burgers. Those things are fucking flat, dude. McDonald's quarter pounders look better than that shit. Don't knock it. Well, when I next time I go to Arizona, I will try Whataburger. But dude, In and Out is crack. I'm sorry. It, it it's just I worked there for six Good years. Crap. That place that place is quality beyond quality. We crap. washed our hands before other restaurants were washing their hands. It's <laughs> much you know, I'm just telling you this. It's much better than Five Guys. No. Oh, you, oh Five I Guys like, is I like eating guys. a no. is like fucking eating a salt lick. It's like, it's, no, it's, it's like it's like very very um burned. That's the problem. I'm just gonna say five guys, dude. All they do is put ketchup and mustard on their fucking burger. Everybody puts what? fucking ketchup and you mustard. You put whatever you want on. You can put whatever you want on it. But the yeah. thing yeah. is, I mean, I thing, do like. I'm talking dog. about the sauces, man. <laughs> yeah, the sauce. <laughs> They don't have a fucking sauce that tastes like crack like in and out does. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it's a spread similar to Thousand Island. It's not a sauce. Okay. Well, like Big Mac sauce. Mark, I'll need to um send you another sauce through the mail if you want it. I can oh, I make love something your for you. I, I made them all. See, yeah. See, we eat lobster bisque sauce. Um. Mm. That's good. Lobster biscuit's good, man. I, I haven't um, usually had the money to afford getting it, but yeah, I would. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna start a GoFundMe to get Lee good food <laughs> and fucking at least Kirkland vodka. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, McCormick's apple vodka, and you've got a deal. Ooh, I'll get you hey, everywhere. You That's I cool stuff, man. I got yes. a huge suggestion that the waitresses turned me on to here. Take a shot of good vodka and uh -huh. pour it in your beer. Hmm. Oh. You have to buy a beer. Oh, well, you don't drink beer, then I can't help you with that. But I'm just saying. No, no, I, I, I spend all my money on vodka. I don't have enough for beer. Oh. 
Yeah, and beer makes you go pee. How's that? Well, I mean, I trade deuces a couple bucks, man. I don't know. Hey, have you guys, you guys ever had apple balls? What, what's that fucking cinnamon whiskey I snorted? I can't. Fireball. Okay. Yeah. You get, I, you get I an apple. That. You, you get an apple beer like that angry orchard. It's Ew. fucking. You put a shot of fucking uh, fireball in it, and it tastes like apple cider. Did you uh-huh. taste it through your mouth or your nose? My mouth. Oh, yeah, flaming Dr. Pepper. Huh? Flaming Dr. Pepper. Flaming Dr. Do- oh, that's with Fireball and Dr. Pepper? And not Fireball. I think it's 151 or... Dude, oh. Fireball is nasty shit, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I snorted that it's shit. <laughs> that, what's, that, what's, that, what's that shit with the gold in it? Goldschlager. Oh, that shit's nasty, too. I've never oh. tried that. You know what was really good? You guys ever, ever have Avalanche in the day or that other one that... That cinnamon whiskey, they had a blue one and a cinnamon one. That was the original cinnamon fucking... Oh, no. shit was you know what? So- I like peppermint schnapps. I was just about to say, you know what the worst I- alcohol is? Peppermint schnapps! And I don't mind peppermint schnapps. I do not like De- peppermint schnapps. De Kuiper. It's, it's just that after I drink some, I'm going to be laying on the ground. And then if I'm doing a podcast, <laughs> you're going to have to ask me, Hello, Lee, are you there? And then after five minutes, I'll go, What? Yeah, can I can I tell you about a story about peppermint shots? Why I don't like it? I don't know if I told this story before. Well, back you in, can back in I think nineteen ninety nine or the year two thousand, I had these two friends, boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, I'm still friends with the guy. I'm still friends with the. Wait, you, you had a bo- you, you, you had a boyfriend and a girlfriend? No, they were a boyfriend and girlfriend. I, I was, oh, I, was oh. I was I was the third wheel. Okay, I was the third wheel. But I was her, I was her I, I was her friend before this dude was her boyfriend. He came hmm. later, so we were friends before this guy. But I'm still friends with this guy. I'm Ooh. kind of friends with her, but not much. I talk to him more. We text. We're actually real friends, and we're going to cool. hang out again. But uh, we we were going to go to this movie. I, I think it's called The Sixth Man. It's with uh, one of the Wayans brothers, and they're, there's like a ghost helping this guy play basketball, right? So I had this huge 49ers jacket with a huge pocket. Remember those old starter ones that you pull over? Yeah. They had the big zipper yeah. pouch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I threw in a 12-pack of beer. A liter of fucking pepper and schnapps and some tequila. And we're going to drink watching that movie, right? We're all going to drink. And we get in the theater. And those two motherfuckers say, I ain't going to fucking drink. I bought all that fucking alcohol. Guess what I did? I drank all of it. Damn, dude. <laughs> I drink everything. Isn't that, isn't that a little overkill for a movie, all that stuff? That's like, what, two-hour movie? Uh, but all that we're all going to split it up, dude. They decided were you drinking to... it on purpose so then the ushers wouldn't find you with it when you left? No, I just drank it. Uh, okay. I, oh. I could put the sh- empties in my... How much was it? Was it like um, about like three or four pints of it? It was like the you know the small bottle of peppermint shops and the small bottle of tequila and 12 beers. Like so, like like small shot bottles? Yeah. Well, no. A little bit like, like a liter. Something like that. Like kind kind of like a little bit a little tiny bit bigger than a half pint. Yeah, like that. Alright. So I still still cheaper than that's a still a lot. Sure. So I was pissed, man. We used to go into movie theaters and drink beers with friends and line them up at the end and walk out <laughs> for the ushers. But uh th- we we drank beer. They didn't they decided we don't want to drink alcohol right now. I go, what the fuck? 
fuck? I just bought all this shit. Fuck you guys. So I drank it. Uh, the only scene I remember in that movie is when they had real basketball players in there. And heck, and I, I remember, because I blacked out after this, I remember going, that's Patrick Ewing. I yelled it in the theater and I passed out. And then we left. They were driving. And then we went to In-N-Out Burger. I ordered a 4x4. Four four. My friend Chris and his girlfriend Danielle ordered burgers. I paid for it again. I was the money bag for this relationship, dude. And they fucking gave me the burger in the back. I smell it. I go, I can't eat it. <laughs> and then fucking I passed out. And then Chris ate both of them. Uh, and then uh, later, uh, the next day, I remember I was manager of a gas station. I woke up, threw up on the fucking side of my floor, put a towel up and went back to bed and called into work. I told my mom, well, I didn't come into work. I got a huge hangover. I think that's the only hangover I've ever had in my life. It was the worst ever. But uh, then Chris comes to me. He goes, what the fuck, man? You told my girlfriend you wanted to fuck her. And I Damn, did. Man. I did. He goes, yeah, you said you wanted to fuck her. But you know what? We know you were fucked up. You're cool, man. <laughs> so I told her. I, he said, Danielle, I, bet, I, bet, I, bet, I want to fuck bet, you. <laughs> I better warn my wife before we get the rocking pod. Oh, fuck you. I got my <laughs> wife to fuck. She's going to be there. I don't need to fuck you. I ain't, I, dude. I don't drink that much anymore because you know what? I do not like not to remember what happened. That was embarrassing. Do you ever to me. drink rock and rye, or have you ever drank rock and rye or rye whiskey? Yeah, I have. It's pretty good. Like it. That's cool. I wish I could afford it all the time. It's just expensive. I mean, I stick to like Evan Williams, yeah. which is nineteen ninety nine for a one point seven five liter bottle. And but you know what? It tastes better than the twenty nine ninety nine fucking same. Fucking bottle size is Jack Daniels. <laughs> so. All right, man. I, I enough shit. Let's get into this fucking album. I'm going to give you some Wikipedia facts, so don't give me shitly. Uh, I won't. All right. This album was released in uh, October 12th, 1979. Three days after my ninth birthday, bitches. Yeah. All right. This is their 12th studio album by Fleetwood Mac. Releases a double album on... Like I said, the date already. It's considered to be the most experimental than their previous albums, partly as consequence of Lindsey Buckingham's sparser songwriting arrangements and influence of post-punk. The production costs were estimated to be over one million, equivalent of three point seven three million in twenty twenty-one, making it the most expensive rock album recorded to date. And this album, I'll tell you at the end where it landed on the charts and how much it sold, but I want to talk to Lee. How'd you, how did you find out about this album, dude? Um, well, if you give me just five seconds, I want one more sip of, of, of vodka, and, and so you just go blah, 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 and then I'll talk. Blah 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 that's a good um, beginning for a song that I'll write. All right. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, I'll give you credit. I love anyway. Lee when he writes songs. Right. I give him lyrics where it fucking makes me feel Right bad. on. Anyway, um, I did not hear this album when it first came out, but I knew of it. But at that time, I, I was buying albums of a whole bunch of different stuff. My mom actually was the one who bought Fleetwood Mac's... Um, the the w subtitled and then rumors and i i would listen to it um but i mostly uh would play it when she wanted to hear it and i had my 
opinions on it, but I didn't get Tusk because I was buying other groups that I liked, and at that time, it was kind of a expensive album for the day. I would say it might have been like maybe twelve ninety nine back then when a lot of albums were like uh, seven ninety nine. So so even though it wasn't price. yeah, even though it wasn't horribly expensive, it was like I thought, well, you know, they're talking about how it could have been a double. I mean, it could have been a single album, and that you know, all the, and and so I didn't know how it sounded but then later um my thrift store shopping i don't remember what thrift store i got in in but i got in i probably spent like maybe a dollar on it uh, because hey you know for a dollar why not and then i i got in and i thought you know what I should have got this back in the day. This this beats both those other albums. This is to me. This was like the the next good album after Bear Trees. I thought as if they were going back to, a little bit to that sound, but they were using new members to do it. So I thought, okay, this really does sound more like a Fleetwood Mac album, whereas the other ones just sounded eh, like a bunch of West Coast people asked Fleetwood Mac, hey, man, can we record your album for you? And you, you can go in the back room and, 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 and drink, and we'll pay you money for your drugs, and you just let us record the album, and we just want to be on it, and then you can put it out under your name. And they went, right on, man. Where's you got the, the weed? You got the drug part right, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. They recorded and, and rumors that so, one of the best studios in L.A. called Sound City. So. Uh, and so, you know, um, that's how I, I kind of felt, even though that was the first stuff that I heard of them was the subtitled and rumors. And then, and then later, I one of my next door neighbors was a guy who worked at MCA Record Company as a record executive, and his name was Guy Covington. And I would visit him, and he would play me a bunch of stuff, and he played me the old Fleetwood Mac. And then that's how I knew then that that they had a whole bunch of different stuff. But I, um, when I heard Tusk, I was like. Yeah, now this is a good album. And of course, there was some stuff on it that I thought, why did they put um, some chicken kidneys in the M&M bag? You know, <laughs> like that. Like, like I thought, uh, it, these aren't working for me. Uh, but, but, but most of the album did. And I thought it was... 90 to 95 percent a good album and five percent get those chicken livers out of the m&ms kind of like that <laughs> I, I agree so with that's you how on I some felt. songs leader uh, you know yeah. i don't like everything like you keep saying i like but uh all um, right on all um well 
on the last episode that just came out on Friday, you, you, you were trying to trick me with that fucking John Hammond album. And you were going, I listened to it yesterday, and I, you were going, you know what? Fucking, uh, <laughs> he says, you surprised me. <laughs> you were kind of saying, I didn't think you knew that you would be, I think you would like every song on this album. You did it. <laughs> and I go, I, and I, you proved me wrong. I go, yes, Lee, I do that sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, I don't remember. No, I do. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, man, go check out the John Hammond episode. That's going to come out. With, this is coming out today. So awesome. uh -huh. So we got two episodes this week. But uh, let me get to you, Jerry. What do you think about uh, this album? How did you get into Fleetwood Mac? Actually? Oh, yeah. Obviously, you know, the majority of everybody got into rumors. That's how they, you know, got into Fleetwood Mac originally. Um, this album, however, it was actually one of the albums I got on the Columbia House deal. <laughs> <laughs> And I actually paid off my, my I actually got the, the oh, other six oh, we, albums. We, we, we know you're a good guy. That's right. But anyway, and I, I, knew, I knew, you know, I, I, I heard of Sarah and, you know, they, were, they had a video for Tusk on MTV I saw all the time. So that's all I really knew of it at that the time. That video was all over MTV. Yeah. And, it, and uh, I got it, listened to it, and I really liked it. It's, completely, it's a little different than Rumors, but, uh, you know, in time it became my favorite Fleetwood Mac album. Uh, Lindsay's got a weird guitar sound, more like he's got this really high reverb and high EQ sound on this uh, on this album, and a lot of overlapping guitars, which I love. I mean, it's it's brilliantly done. I mean, I can see you know why it took a long time to do, especially back then. Um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a classic, man. I mean, it's to me, it's the it's the crown jewel of the Lindsay Buckingham led Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, you should you should listen to his new solo album. That's really good. Uh, Charles, what's your thoughts and how did you get into Fleetwood Mac? Well, uh, I got to reiterate again. When this came out, I was in kindergarten. So, you know, I was thinking about that today. Where you guys so, are all so you weird. were like I spy with my little eye. Okay. Yeah, I, I was a little bit younger. <laughs> so, yeah. was your time period the album Time? Was that kind of like the the the, the album that brought you in? No, I'm I being mean, funny. I knew, well, <laughs> I knew the uh, obviously the big songs because they were all over the radio. You know, from, uh, rumors and the the second self titled or whatever it was. It wasn't the first self titled. But uh, I was just thinking that today. I was more. I was equally into those little storybook records. I don't know if you guys remember those. Where you had the little storybook and it, you just followed along. But I was kind of. A, oh, a, oh! Uh, you you mean like that? like those little preschool story yep. things? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Christ. I I had like a, a phonograph that was like a lunchbox that I played it on. Yeah, I think I, know, I think I know what you guys are talking about. I think I had that too, actually. When I was yeah. oh, I had the Star Wars one. I had the Star Trek. I had all that shit. Photograph. Wow. I don't want your photograph. <laughs> okay. On this record here, I, I knew of the Tusk video. I'd seen that before, and uh, I heard a few songs on it. But again, I had never really listened to the album. But I was, uh, I will listen as Lee can attest. I'll listen to anything and review it. I'm just a review whore, so I uh, <laughs> wanted to check this out, and uh, I've been into them. I'll tell you what, I got daughters ranging from 27 down to 13, and from these younger generation, they love Fleetwood Mac. 
So this is a band that crosses over even to today. So all my daughters love this band. You saw that fucking, what, TikTok video of that guy drinking the water, doing that one song. I forgot what the song was, Fleetwood Mac. It, like, brought that song back up to, like, the top something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're big with even the younger folks. I mean, they're a band that's still relevant, even if we're not aware, but they are, so. Because I'm going to say this, man. Their music isn't dated to a certain time period. Their music is, like, it's just music. It, it crosses oh, over. It crosses over, true. like Led Zeppelin and Rush and... That is very Pantera, true. Everything crosses over, man. That yeah. is like Led Zeppelin and Rush. I want to get this out of the way right now. Now, my co-guest, who's the best straight man in the business, by the way, Jerry. Just yeah. let you know. We call you the straight man, Jerry. <laughs> All right, I can live with it. <laughs> the best in the business. Uh, we also, me and Mark and Mr. Lee Gersman, we reviewed something called by the babies. And I know Jerry's a little into the babies, too. The babies That was a great episode, though. That horse shit that we did came out this. <laughs> so I, I, I want everybody, if you have never listened to that babies record, listen to it. Then listen to this. And uh, you'll hear the difference in what timeless great music is. Hey, that baby's episode has almost hit eighty to downloads. So, <laughs> keep okay, listening. you know, you, 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 you know, go on. I'm, I'm sorry, Lee. Just go ahead, man. I was just gonna say, our audience don't overestimate them. They might listen to both those albums and like the babies. Yeah, man, because you know what? Oh. We are we are different than other podcasts. We don't. Get anyway, you Jerry. Sorry, go on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was just. I was just. I was just. I was just. I was just going to sing a song to Charles real quick. Uh, uh, every time I think of you, it always <laughs> turns out good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say it's on weight, though, man. Close, though, right? Come Not on. even close. To ah, Sorry, man. better, better. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Shots fired. <laughs> All right, man. So every uh, my thing on Fleetwood Mac, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I saw the Tusk video over and over. I heard the other songs from them. I didn't get into Fleetwood Mac till fucking Tango in the Night. Till I fucking heard that song Big Love, and I heard well, I always already loved Lindsay from Holiday Road from the Vacation movie, but I fucking heard that song. I go, oh wait, this dude's in Fleetwood Mac, you know? Because mm -hmm. back then we didn't have the fucking internet. I didn't have friends. I didn't have brothers or sisters that showed me shit. I didn't have friends. <laughs> so I had to figure out shit myself. So it took me a while to come come to these bands. You know, I didn't get into Metallica until like 87. Till my friend showed me Kill Em All. That was the first kill. He's like, I was lost. I didn't have these friends because... I was a loader sitting in the corner judging everybody like I do now. But, uh, let's move on from that. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I heard Big Love and I go, oh, dude, that's a guy who sang Holiday Road because I'm a huge vacation fan. So then I bought that and I went back at Rumors and, and I remember those Mirage videos, you know, come on, come on, hold me. I, I hmm. remember starting remembering all those videos that they did earlier on MTV with this band. I go, fuck, I love Lindsey Buckingham. And I love Stevie Nicks because of, you know, don't start don't stop dragging my heart around because I'm a huge Tom Petty and a Heartbreakers fan. 
So mm. that's where, and then I remember Stan back and her videos, and I, I put them all, they're all in Fleetwood Mac. I go, what? So then I started getting into Fleetwood uh. Mac because of that, because of Tango in the Night. But I was already into Solo, a Stevie and a Solo Lenty. And then I found one of the greatest albums of all time, Buckingham Dicks, that needs to be reissued because I need that shit on vinyl, bitches. But I agree. That fucking yeah, that, album rules. That album, um, back in the day, nobody knew about it, and it was a budget thing. And now people know it because of, of you know, um, their their fame. But Why I agree. That's a good album, it, man. Re-release that shit. It doesn't even actually sound like a Fleetwood Mac album. It's a totally different thing. But I like it. I know, but also I gotta say, well, I'll get it when we get into the review. We're going to get into the Tusk album, and then we're going to start with the first track over and over, which uh, Jerry... No, Jerry, you didn't pick this song, right? I most certainly did. Oh, you did? Yes. Why did I put over my head? I must have been drunk when I was... Why is that work? All right, <laughs> I would over have and over. picked it myself if, if you hadn't, Jerry. <laughs> All right, here's over <laughs> and over. Jerry picked it. Fleetwood Mac on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
I don't know why the hell I wrote over my head. You know, that is another Fleetwood Mac song. It is. Big v, but I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was at work. I wasn't even drunk. Jerry, why did you pick over and over? Oh, it is such a fucking beautifully haunting song, man. I love Christine's voice on it. The overlapping guitars on it are awesome. Uh, beautiful lyrics. I love how the how it ends kind of speeds up with kind of a little bit of a jam session. It's a differently uh, uh, built song than like most you know pop songs are. Uh, it's got a little country vibe to it, a little bit, I guess, in a way. But uh, it's definitely my favorite Christine McVie song uh, of all time. I love it, and uh, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. What do you think about it, Lee? Oh, well, right away, this album starts with a much better song than how the two previous albums' songs had started. This sounds like it could have been a Danny Kerwin tune from the album Then Play On with Jeremy Spencer instead of Lindsey Buckingham on slide guitar. It's a choice track. I really like it a lot. And what I mean is that Lindsey Buckingham, his sound is similar to Danny Kerwin on this song. That's what I meant. Yeah, there's a lot of clean guitar on it. It's, uh, that I noticed. It's like, it's like four or five different overlapping guitar tracks on that yeah. song. It's a great yeah. song. Great constructed song. Oh song. yeah, I, I meant that he sounds like Jeremy Spencer. Even yeah, yeah, though, not, but, but, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it sounds like yeah, but yeah. And what and what a weird song to start an album with something that slow. You know what I mean? But it worked. You know? Yeah. Um. Um. I thought it did a lot. Yeah. And me. Uh. Get to you, Charles. What do you think about it? Well, we open with a chill out, acousticy, driven love song, and I. Also found it a bit curious to open with this style, but I don't mind. Also, I I got a slight Bakersfield country flavor to it. Just a hint, mm -hmm. the Bakersfield style. Uh, Christine's singing is absolutely impeccable on this number. The vocal harmonies are excellent. Just a well-crafted, played, and sung song. Yeah, what I think about it before I get into it. Well, rest in peace, Songbird. Uh, this song is amazing how her voice is sweet, relaxing in a good way. And you just sit back and you grab a libation and kick back in your fucking recliner. Fucking drop the needle on this fucking song and fucking just relax, man. Yeah. It just, like, takes you to another place in your life. And it's like, you know, like I always say, man, when times are going shitty, Put on some fucking good music and fucking relax, man. Put mm -hmm. on stuff that, that that sings to your soul like this does. This is a great song, man. Great opener. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the next track, which is uh, The Ledge. What do you think about this, Lee? Oh, um, I thought it's a weird and not great song. It's, I think, one of those Lindsay songs. It's a filler track, and I can pass. What do you think about it, Charles? The Ledge. A rather odd, but yet fun little Lindsey Buckingham ditty here on track two. I have to think it's another one inspired by Stevie Nicks. But oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I have to think so. <laughs> but it, it was a little decent little groove on this one. The guitar work is pretty cool on it. But I do find it filler, and... Uh, but you'll have that on double albums. 
So it's totally acceptable as an album track. Not a decent little song, but I didn't think it was as good as the opener. What do you think about it, Jerry? Uh, you know, I used to not like this song for the longest time, but I really like it now. Um, there's a few songs on this album that kind of sound like this. Uh, but I kind of like it, Counting Down My Fingers, Counting Down My Fingers. Kind of, you know, it's, it's a, what do you call it, a toe-tapping song, man. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, man. I, I I'd give it a, a seven out of ten. Is it the best now? But uh, you know, I, like I said, he's got that weird high high uh, reverb and high EQ sound on his guitar. A lot in this album. That song really uh, blares of it. But uh, it's a it's a decent song, man. It, I like it. Yeah, you and Charles will know the fucking guitar minutias. I just hear what I hear. <laughs> so I don't know the fucking drop down. This it's kind of like, okay, kind of like, like, like the broken speaker sound in a way. You know what I mean? The ripped yeah, speaker I, I, kind I of sound. I understand. I'm just saying yeah. I can't describe music the way you guys describe okay. it. Because I'm not a musician. <laughs> like, I can't talk about keyboards the way Lee could talk about keyboards, you know. Because yeah. I, I just give you what I think about it. Man. You could talk about talking. You could talk about the difference between when you talk after you drink water and after you gargle salt. Yeah. Kind of like that, you I know. Gargle salt, but <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so you know the difference between a scratchy throat and a um, soothing throat. So That's you could do that. You know, yeah. I know the difference between who's that guy who did the dating game? What was that fucking game show? Chuck Lorre. No, the date. What's um, the game? Oh um, no, not the dating game. The newlywed game. Bob Eubanks. Oh, Bob, Bob Eubanks, Bob Eubanks man. Eubanks. Yeah. The best fucking him and Gene Rayburn. Best fucking yeah. game show host ever. Oh, no, Bob Barker. Bob Barker's good, too, because he had hot Dude, chicks. No, no, Gene Rayburn was the best, because everybody yeah. on that show was always fucking drunk. Yeah, it was great. Gene Rayburn <laughs> was the best. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Match <laughs> game, man. Match game. Yeah, that yep. was, yeah Richard Dawson was cool, too. I, I, I like the yeah. Hogan's Heroes, too. Oh, yeah. I love Hogan's yeah. Heroes, too, man. Pat yeah. Sajak sucks. Pat Sajak is like the fucking Ryan Seacrest. Dude, <laughs> a lot of people shit out Pat Sajak, man. He's, I think he's kind of cool. He's, he's goofy. Dude. He's, 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 he's witty, man. He's, he's witty. Why he's, he's the Ryan Seacrest, man. Come he's on. Like, like, there was something uh, about him. His daughter. His daughter is gorgeous. And I there it goes. It is, you, but... you just want to say nice things because you want to fuck his daughter. No, she's like, she's like 19, dude. No. Yeah, on, you would you know, like that man. would stop. Like, like that yeah, would stop would. you. No, yeah, it wouldn't, would, Jerry. The only thing that stops you because you're uh -oh. married. <laughs> I'm not legally married, by the way. Uh oh. oh well, I, I didn't. <laughs> oh. Hey, I'm not. You know what, Jerry? I love you, so I'm not going to fuck with you and your not legally married partner all right uh, what about the ledge mark what the, the ledge yeah, i'm getting really. to it right thank now you, it's just gonna get to it charles thank you Charles. man i love me i was already gonna get to it after this white there claw drinking jerry but uh oh, man I, here we I, go i love some <laughs> i love some Lindsay. his voice is just ear candy and him and mark knopfler really are the ones that i could handle doing playing this bluegrass style of guitar shit I hate bluegrass, man, but fucking Mark Knopfler mm -hmm. and fucking Lindsey Buckingham take it to a new level. I fucking love this song. It's short and sweet. It fucking kicks out. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. The right bluegrass. Yeah, I can't stand bluegrass unless Lindsey Buckingham or Mark Knopfler play it. <laughs> yeah, this this wasn't really to me bluegrass. This is just just um um 
fuller weirdness. But it's the style of guitar that he's playing. It's bluegrassy. He's p not picking. He doesn't have a pick, man. Yeah, yeah. He ain't picking his team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let me get to the next song. Think about me. What do you think about it, uh, Jerry? It's a typical Chris Gamey V blues song, man. I mean, it's got a good groove to it. It's kind of like on the lines of You Make Love and Fun. Um, I love it. I mean, I give it an 8 out of 10, man. I mean, it's a catchy, catchy chorus to it. And, you know, it's got that 12-bar blues, you know, to it. It's a good tune. What do you think about it, Lee? Oh, it's a cool song. It's a little bit of a filler song, but it's short and enjoyable enough. What do you think about it, Charles? Well, another great Christine McVie jam here, backed up with old Buckingham. Yeah, the vocals. Uh, to me, it's a damn fine song. I agree. And everything on this song works. Mick Fleetwood's drumming is really great on this track. Oh fuck yeah! But really great guitar solo. So I enjoyed this one. <laughs> but the, the thing is, I, I, why is it Christine McVie and Lindsay could blend good together, but Lindsay never really does any blending with uh, unless on the chain with uh, Stevie. So it's, Duh, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, but but Christy, <laughs> it's always Christy McVie and fucking Buckingham, like they did the Buckingham McVie album. You know, these two are like in simpatico with each other, man. It's like their voices blend better, I think. Just in my what opinion. all three, what, what all three of them like on the the chain oh, thing the together chain is pretty amazing. Oh, or on yeah. Dreams, like the song Dreams, yeah, their, their harmonies are amazing in that song. So Great. Yeah, but it's like when you have cold lead vocals, it's always Christy and Buckingham. You never have like, yeah. uh, Lindsay and Stevie. But man, I love it when Lindsay, uh, get into this, love it when Lindsay and uh, Christy blend together. Lindsay blends so great with them all. This is a deep classic and should be played more. I agree. <laughs> I think it fucking rules. And then we get to Save Me a Place. What do you think about it, Charles? Another little acoustic song from Lindsey Buckingham. I have to believe Paul McCartney was an influence on this number. It reminds me of something he tried to do. We get a slight mandolin sound here, which I think was more than likely achieved with the use of a capo. There's some guitar nerdism for you. Unfortunately, yeah, I have no idea what you said. Well, because there's no mandolin credited on the record. Unfortunately, just another album track, though. A support piece and not overly memorable. What do you think about it, uh, Jerry? I love the song, Ashley. Ashley, if you look at the live version, Christine's actually playing a mandolin. During so the it song. could be, yeah. I, I mean, so, it's uh, a mandolin. And it actually has Mick Fleetwood on back background vocals on that song, actually, believe it or not. Um... He's like real deep voice. Save me, please. That's that's actually Mick. Actually, I think I believe that's what I'm told. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a good tune. It's a good little slow song. It's kind of it's whiny good, you know. His vocals in this song, um, it works. I mean, good tune. Yeah, I have I'm four for four so far with the song so far. Really good song so far. So, what do you think about it, Lee? Um, this was a song that originally. I didn't like and never thought I would. And even though I still don't love it, I will say that if the Carter family did it, it might work. But as a Fleetwood Mac song, it doesn't fit on the album. But 
the song itself is okay. It's just that it shows the separatism between Lindsey Buckingham and the rest of the group. Yeah, it's kind of like the Beatles and Paul did the pop and John did the serious shit, right? <laughs> well, you could definitely tell. You yeah, could definitely tell. You could definitely tell Lindsey was in charge of this album. Hundred yeah. percent. I would say that he was in charge of this song. That's me. Yeah, well, it is Buckingham. He wrote it and he did the lead vocals. And uh, this yeah. is my favorite Fleetwood Mac vocalist. He can play the weirdest songs, and for some strange reason, I enjoy his voice. To me, I like this song. And, and like you guys are talking about, is this a mandolin? I was asking if this is a mandolin with a cool backbeat. Because Mick, Mick fucking Fleetwood is kicking ass. And this is a really cool song. I like it. Yeah. And then we get to uh, the end of side one, if you have the fucking vinyl. And it's one of the singles. Sarah, let's start with you, Lee. This is a cool ballad, and I like how it wanders, but still stays centered. It has some folk music instrumentation, even though it's not really a folk song, but I still dig it. It's cool. What do you think about it, Charles? Uh, well, we get our first Stevie Nicks penned and sung piece, and as you noted, was a single. Um, <clears throat> an interesting note was Nicks was actually sued over this song by an unnamed songwriter who had also wrote a song called Sarah. I mean, I, I bet there's a bunch of songs called Sarah. Uh, she, uh, uh, Starship has a song called Sarah. So yeah, exactly. But she won the suit, as she proved it was demoed before the claimant filed it, so the motherfucker. But anyway, song has a great vibe to it. Very smooth, with a slight intoxicating vibe. I find it enjoyable as a listen, and it's a highlight, and it's a great way to close side one of the LP. What do you think about it, Jerry? It is the best Stevie Nick song ever written, in my opinion, by her. Um, like Lee said, it great. It goes off, but it stays centered. It's uh, it's really got no uh, no. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Structure to it. Weird. Yeah. It, and it, but it just goes in it, in it. It's just her voice on it is so amazing. Um, they, they got some great keyboards by Christine in this song. Um, it's my favorite. Like I said, it's my favorite Stevie song. And uh, wow, we're doing good. We're five for five so far on this album. So hmm. let's keep it going. Yeah, this is like uh, four songs into the album. We finally get Stevie Nicks. My second favorite <laughs> uh, vocalist in the band. Now, this is a great radio classic song with that cool 70s drum beat that Mick plays it's yeah. so well. He is great. And with Stevie sounding amazing, and the background harmonies, fuck, are on fire, man. This yeah. is a fucking great song, dude. If anybody says the song fucking sucks, you know what? You suck. <laughs> you know, but it, if you think it sucks, you know what? You still suck. But, uh, you know, in lot, in lot, <laughs> let, me, let me let me say one thing. When they do it live, they do it the right way. They'll have three other people out there doing the harmonies with them. No oh tapes, God, you know. So bad. They so do it the bad. right. I, I would rather see that than hear tapes. You know what I mean? You know, I huh. I saw Fleetwood Mac without Christine McVie. I have the shirt. I was going to wear that on the Mark and Jerry BS sessions, but Christine isn't on it, so why wear it? You know, it just has the four. You know, Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks, Mick Fleetwood, and uh, fucking John McVie, but I didn't have Christy on it. So I'm kind of sad I never got to see the band fully. You know, I didn't get to see with them with Christine. You know, that kind of sucks. 
But it was a great show. <laughs> and then we turned this bitch over because that was vinyl one. You get to side two on a vinyl and we get what makes you think you're the one? And let's start with Charles this time. Well, a Buckingham song goes inside two of this one and and we get a bit more of an interesting one, finally. The drums are really slamming on this track. Well sung, and I guess I have to say, damn, Stevie Nicks must have had that fire. <laughs> he sure wrote a ton of fucking whining songs about it. <laughs> Overall, though, jokes aside, the best Buckingham song on the record at this point. At this point. I didn't say it. Okay. But it's still a decent album track. Still filler. What do you think about it, Lee? It's meant to be a cute type of weird song. And it is, but it doesn't fit the album, and I don't care for it that much. Well, let me do it, and I'm going to let Jerry go last this time. Love the piano, Christy can play, and Mick has some killer drums going on, hard-hitting and slamming some fucking cymbals, man. Love it. Plus, my boy, Lindsay, is fucking singing this track. What do you think about it, Jerry? I have to go with Lee on this one. I don't <laughs> Thank you. really care for it. But Ooh. we have... Me and my wife, we have the, the greatest hit CD, and uh, every time we go on a like, vacation, we always play it. And this one's always a big skipperoo when it comes on. Uh, not a, wasn't a big fan of it. It's just I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a little hear, pretentious. You hear Mick Jack, Mick Fleetwood is slamming the drums on this. Yeah, dun, dun. yeah. He's they, like they, hitting they, some cymbals, like no. cymbal crashes, man. It's yeah, it's just I just I just never it never really appealed to me, man. It's just uh, you cool. know, didn't you know. You're wrong, no, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a UPS guy slamming a box of vase. Uh, there you um, go. Um, um, expensive Chinese vases. Yeah, order these, ma'am. Bang! Ow! They all break, and then oh, we use that as a backing track. Lee, you need to write like a book of these, like these these isms. You got these Lee isms. You oh, come God, up with. They're Lee pretty isms amazing. Are the best. Man. <laughs> I I used to um, um do stuff like that. I I could do a thousand pages if I you really should. <laughs> and dude, I'd be your manager and get you a book deal, dude. Hey, that would you would be of use then. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm of use of something. <laughs> I know I suck, right? <laughs> Um, I don't want you for that use, but anyway. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want to suck your, you know. All right, oh, man. Let's, oh. get, let's, let's, get, let's get to my... Turkey head. wings. Turkey Just wings. Yeah, I don't like turkey wings, man. Give me some you wouldn't want to suck them is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> I wouldn't want to suck a, I wouldn't want to suck a Vienna sausage either. Oh, okay, damn. He let's get back there, let's get back to the topic at hand, let's here, get shall back. we folks? <laughs> All right. What I it's my turn, right? What makes you think you're the one? Um let's see. Fleet with my harmonies. Oh wait, I'm on the wrong one. Ha! Oh let's see, I'm on six. All right, love the piano. Christy can play. Mick has some killer drums going on. Uh, what? That's the wrong one. Uh, Fleetwood Mac harmonies. <laughs> it is just amazing how you guys know Mark is a sucker for great harmonies and the groove going on. Man, the harmonies and Stevie had a smooth voice. Didn't sound like gravel back then. Fucking great. I like it. And then we get to. Let's see. I think I'm fucking confused because they're fucking Wikipedia, dude. Let's you know see. what I want to do. 
we were on six, right? We're on track six, right? We're on four. Out of respect to you, what I can do is just randomly pick a song. No. Just say what um, I think of it, even though it's the wrong song. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're on Storms, right? Which is track number seven. Yes, you're correct, sir. Okay. I already said that shit. So let's fucking start with Lee. What do you think of Storms, Lee? Oh, not a bad song. A little bit folkish, like Sandy Denny. It's okay. Sandy yes. Denny. Sandy Denny rules. Yeah. Sandy Denny. Who's that? Fair point. Who? Point. Hey, point, I, point. I, I, I don't know that band. It just goes over my head. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're over heard my head. But you ever heard that rhythm? Feel right. right. You ever heard that rhythm of blues band in the nineties? PM Dawn. You ever uh, hear that? Oh God! No, um, please, no, no, it. but but yeah, oh, she does. Like, Sandy oh. Denny does one of the one of her hits. Uh, I forget what it's called, but she's in one of her hit their hit songs. I don't know if you ever oh, heard of it or not. They but, sound uh, I'll, I'll listen to. It. Hey, thank you, Jerry. You're welcome, yeah. <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, get get Lee into some hip hop, man. Like PM Dawn and her. Oh, oh I, I thought PM Dawn was like like a folk group. Damn, no, they're, like, they're, they're, like a, they're not really a rap group. They're more like a rhythm and blues type of. Uh, they're yeah. really I, I still take a listen if they do Sandy Denny. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> hip hop. It's not intense. It's like folk hip hop, kind of. Look, look, look the, at, you know what like, is ho- the Lord of Shelby went downtown. I saw him. Who is uh, folk hip hop was Arrested Development? You might, you oh, might. God, like. Okay, yeah. That fucking band. Oh well, oh, it God. is. Kind of in, 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 you, right. you know what? Arrested Development is fantastic. Enjoy. But uh, <laughs> I'm changing enjoy to fantastic. <laughs> I gotta change. Storm, sir. Storm, so who, sir. who's the, uh, Charles? What do you think of Storms? I'm going to give a spoiler alert. I know this is about Christine, and I love her songs on this, but you know how you feel about Lindsay? I feel about Stevie Nicks. A rather relaxing, mellow groove in this song, and as usual, you just get that Stevie Nicks voice, which is one of the best. A bit of stock for her, though, but great stock to me is I love these style songs she did. Easily one of those all-time talents, just a great song here. This is a strong, and I say capital S strong, album track, and it's my kind of jam. What do you think about it, Jerry? I mean, uh, Charles mentioned that uh, Sarah, her voice is very sultry, but this song, man, does something something for me downstairs. Uh, Yeah, I'm so right now. It's very sexy, but it's, they're actually really sad lyrics, but she makes it sound sexy. Um, again, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay's guitar is top-notch. The fucking The overlapping guitars on it are amazing. Uh, definitely a great Stevie vocal. Not my favorite Stevie song, but it's definitely up there. I'd mm-hmm. give it an 8 out of 10. You know what cool. I, I agree with all of you because I think I fucked up and went to the wrong songs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say, yeah, this song rules, man. <laughs> Bob, hey. Sorry, I said your name. Uh, scratch that, Bob. But uh, I, I, I got to keep your name out of my fucking voice, right? Uh, out of my mouth, I mean. So let's get to track number, uh, what is it, eight, right? Brown Eyes, which you picked, Charles? Uh, oh, oh, no. That's oh, we're on track eight, which is... <laughs> 
That's, that's not... all for everyone. That's right? all for everyone, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm fucked up. Let that's them... all for everyone. All right, that's track eight. What do you think you about know, it, uh, Jerry? I want to I say something right now. I was incorrect with the PM dog. But it's Kathy Dennis, not Sandy Denny. My bad. Uh, Kathy... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that, you almost that, made that, Lee that listen a little to better. a track. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for correcting yourself because Lee would blame me for that. But uh... no, That's my bad. <laughs> so, Jerry, what do all you right. think of uh, That's All for Everyone? It's a very good Lindsay, well-constructed team, man. Great vocals. Uh, harmonies are awesome. The guitar harmonies are great. Um, one of his best songs on this uh, on the album, I think, in my opinion. I give it a 7 out of 10. Charles, what do you think of it? All right, another spoiler alert. I overall think Buckingham's tracks are the weakest tracks on the album. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. I, I, I agree. I oh, agree. my God. Thank you. Thank you both. Okay. Except for one, which is coming up. We'll get there, yeah. At, yeah. But at this point, I will say this is more like it from Buckingham. I almost I also must say so far, I will give him credit for this, Mark. I think he was the he was the most committed to the spirit of the album. And I think he did write some of the more exper experimental type tracks. And to break out of the boxes. I can get a Beatlesque kind of vibe to it. And I actually did enjoy it makes uh more than that what makes you think you're the one song. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the best one of his to this point now. But it's still not one of the better tracks on the record. What do you think of it, Lee? Alright. Um I will say first, not that I wanna be argumentative, that as far as his commitment to the album, I thought that he was very committed to his songs, and 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 that and that I I felt that the rest of the group did a more cohesive thing as far as the whole album is concerned, which was my original problem with his stuff, um, which I thought stood out as a sore thumb. But now listening to it again i will say that this song it's okay i thought it's a little hokey and a little clever but it works but i thought it sounded like it should instead be on a talking heads album well it's like i was getting all pissy you guys were talking shit about Lindsay having a week of songs on the album you know what oh this boy song sucks this is repetitive <laughs> and boring <laughs> It's sad because I love be some Lindsey Buckingham, but this song could fucking be taken off the album. I wouldn't miss it. Big surprise. I agree here. with that. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's like better than the other one, but it's an album. I, 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 I have to agree with Charles on that one. Yeah. yeah We're split. I agree with. I, I actually agree with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then we get to the next song. Uh, not that funny. Let's start with you, Lee. Okay, um, did Lindsey Buckingham hire Todd Rundgren's band Utopia to do this song? <laughs> it's out of place here. The song itself is not bad, and it has a Jack Green style of deranged synth pop going for it. But on this particular Fleetwood Mac album, it sounds like he went in the studio by himself and did it. And it makes the album separated between him and the other band members, and that's what I'm not a fan of with this song. What do you think about it, Jerry? 
Um, <laughs> this is definitely a shit on Stevie song, in my opinion, but uh, it's it's okay. I mean, it's kind of like on the lines of a ledge, kind of hokey sounding, but it's it's okay. I mean, Christine's got some great keys on it. I mean, she's a great player, um, but uh, is it the, one of the better songs on it? Eh, I could do without it, you know. Yeah. What do you think about it? Charles? I mean, it's def- definitely oh, a definitely sorry. a dig on Stevie, though. Sorry, no, my bad. What do you think about it, Charles? Not that funny. Huh. Well, we got Buckingham back at it here again, and uh, we get a more interesting rocker here, but in that Buckingham style. Uh, so he has, but it does have a cool vibe to it. To me, he seems to be getting stronger as the record goes on. Or the quality of his tracks get stronger. Some really cool guitar here, great drums. I found it enjoyable. So it's my turn, right? Did I already get yep. you, get you lead? Yes, sir. All right, give me a beat. Give me a bouncy beat. You know this song is funny, and it's it's not that funny, but has a lot of sarcasm in it. I love my boy Lindsay. Came back on this one. Whatever he is playing in the background is fucking amazing. I fucking love this song. Fucking cool, man. I hated the, uh, the one before this. It's fucking dude. <laughs> what the hell, fucking Lindsay? You disappointed me. I hate it when Lindsay disappoints me. Because you mm. guys listen to his solo albums. Gift of Screws or fucking whatever. He fucking rules. Fucking mm. love his fucking... I've records. never um listened to a whole... Lindsey Buckingham solo album ever. You should listen to the new one he just released. It's fucking great, dude. You know what I'll do is I'll, I'll one of these days I'll just listen to all of them. Listen to Out of the Cradle. Fucking great fucking album, dude. I don't, uh, the only one that I even remember the name of is Law and Order. That's the only one that I remember the yeah, name Out of. Out of the Cradle was later. So what was the one with Trouble on it? That must have been Law and Order. I think that yeah, that's, that's a good one. First one, one. Uh, and, and he didn't write that song, but oh well. Mm. And then we can. And I didn't like that song. I didn't. But I. It. But I'll have to hear the whole album to and see. We, and then we get to Sisters of the Moon, which inside too, if you have a vinyl. Can I go yeah. first? Go ahead. All right. Okay. Thanks. A Stevie Nicks song to close side two. My bad. Well, you want to go first? What? But the thing is, Lee picked this track. But go for it, Charles. Yeah, go, for it. You go, go for it. Go for it, Charles. Play the track. Play the track. Let Lee well, go I gotta first. Play the track. No, 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 no. I, I, I like how you want to go first. That makes me feel uh, good. Okay. Go, go ahead, on. Charles, okay. and then I'll play it after you yeah, talk. You yes. Or after all of us, or whatever you want to do. No. Oh. Yeah, okay. Sorry to break protocol. With no, you no. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> that you did. Go on. Yeah, lead like I, shit. I got I'm so excited. Yeah. There's one song that I want to go first on too. Then, okay. All right, uh, dude. I don't all right, you. cool. But these are songs you pick, so I usually play them hey, first. And I didn't yeah, talk but, about but, them. But, but whatever. Fucking fight, fight, fight. It's, it's, it's fucking anarchy on. on the freeform rock podcast. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead, Charles. My pick. It's a slobber knocker. On my pick, yeah. And ten minutes later, oh, just oh. go on. My pick. You can all go before me. All right. Stevie Nicks on picks. No, we didn't. Songs, the close side two, another single release from the record. Unfortunately, overlooked. You don't hear this one on the radio a lot. I'm telling. I know this. It has to be a fact. 
which is a fucking shame. Definitely the hardest rocking song of this one, of this LP. It goes without saying, well sung. Also, I'd say Buckingham's best guitar work on this mm -hmm. disc. This excellent track should be a standard. All right, man. Lee picked that track, so here's Sisters of the Mood on the Freeform Brock Podcast.
right, Lee, why did you pick this track? Charles already said what he thought about it. Now you tell us. This is a cool song, like if Stevie Nicks did an updated version of Gold Dust Woman with the Rolling Stones as the backup band. A quite hot song. Well, you know what? I'm going to go before Jerry. Let's fuck this shit up, right? Let's fuck it up. This what is a my, host you are. This is when I, I, texted, I texted Lee. I told him what my track of the week was from this band. Well, uh -huh. My song I was going to pick. And I said, but I want to wait to see what you pick, Lee. And he picked Sisters of the Moon. Which, I know one of you guys are going to pick that song. If he, no, and, and, no, and even no. though I'm very glad that I picked it, <laughs> and I won't say what you picked, but I wanted four songs represented, so I wanted to make sure that the song that you picked stayed that song. Yeah, well, I, the thing is, I just asked you, I want to know what you picked, because actually I would have picked this song over the song. Hey, you picked. know what? Man, it's like we're 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 we're, we're hugging cousins. But I want cool. to give you credit for it because as soon as you said that, I said, "Cool." Now I can pick the other song. I feel great with my song pick because this song got chosen. I feel pretty. Anyway, go on. <laughs> this is my favorite song of the album. Finally, my boy Lindsay lets it rip. Been waiting all album for a kick-ass solo, and finally mm. we got it. This song rules. The bass is sick as hell with Mick is slamming it and fucking Mick on the drums is slamming it down. This fucking song is the best song on the fucking album. I'm happy you picked it, Lee. Thank you. I want and I'm happy I want that to you see what you picked. I mean, I, I, I'm happy you picked I gave you, you what did. I picked to see if you would pick this song and you passed the test. Um, I, I passed the, 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 um... The, the bathroom test. I'm, I'm, I'm passing the test. Thank right, you. Man. Yeah, the glory hole. But then we get to <laughs> we uh, take the vinyl out. Sight. Jerry, do it. What? Jerry hasn't said anything. Oh, Jerry, what do you think about it, Sister of the Moon? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be glad that you probably wanted to pass me on this one because mm -hmm. I didn't think too much of this tune. <gasps> <Huh. laughs> well, three out of four. Well, you suck. It's got, a, it's got, a, it's got like a long intro. It takes forever for her to start singing. Um. It's kind of like she's trying to repeat dreams and like at least that gold dust woman that type of oh, vibe to not it. Even. Um, uh, no, no, I, I no, no. You are you are correct, but anyway. it, it was a semi hit for him, and you know it's and I love Stevie, but uh, this one I this is a this is a skipperoo in my. Uh, oh, oh, uh, that yeah. solo by Lindsay is fucking hot as fuck, uh, man. It's, yeah, but uh, just I don't know, man. Like I said, you like what you like, man. And uh, like I said, I, yeah, I kind of wish he skipped me because I don't want to like bring everybody down. Here, no, but, no, uh, you I don't really... bring anybody uh, down. I like opinions, no. even if they. I'm going. I'll, I'll, I'll go. On, go. Yeah, I'm not Lee, where he uh, wants everybody to agree with him. Come on. And I and I, um, I this. I, today I this I'm being nice. Fucked up and broke protocol and fucked Mr. Lee up. I feel terrible for the rest of the episode. I'm going last. Well, Lee was happy with that, so you should have feel terrible. <laughs> You just, nah, you, just the, you just tripped me up because I fucking had protocol. Why <laughs> does, Lee doesn't have protocol. What the fuck are you talking about? I man? love this song. I love it. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. Well, like, like I said, I listened to the whole album last night. I've listened to it in a long time. I knew pretty much every song off it because I listened to it a million times someone so years ago. But uh, I just, this song still doesn't do it for me, man. Um, well, sorry, man. I was going to say <laughs> that, 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 okay. that Jerry's description of it is correct, but I'm also going to say, but that's why I like it. 
<laughs> so, so, so that's what I am. I'm telling you, Mark, is that um, even though you don't agree with him, I agree as far as the description. It's just as far as, but, but I, but, but I don't agree as far as the feeling of it. But, but, but then again, hey, we're 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 sort of going all over the place with opinions, which is fine because I'm getting drunker with each <laughs> song. Oh yeah, I'm fucking wasted. Oh, me like well. I skipped Jerry. You know when I start skipping people, you know the whiskey is gone to mark. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm skippy on the free form where I podcast. I guess. Yeah. No, oh. dude. Dude, oh, how many oh, times do I skip fucking Charles? There, hold on. I, I want to eat some on. chips, but I'm I'm waiting because chip, be, because I, because I um um you know eat your chips. Yeah. Charles wants to eat this. your chips. I gotta clarify. On the uh, new and improved Mark and Jerry with <laughs> a lot of times I have to do the MC. Like, no, nope, we're on number six. Yeah, I know <laughs> where we're at, man. Shit. Sometimes I don't know where we're at, and thank you yeah, for correcting me. You're usually wasted, sir. Oh, it's yeah. Okay. Only on and if you do an episode that's only about an hour and a half long, I might be able to hear a whole one. Oh, dude, you missed the good one last one. That was fucking hilarious. God, we've, we've, been, we've been having some marathons. Lately, <laughs> oh, dude, but you know those episodes are getting more downloads than the shorter ones? Hey, I'm not complaining. I'm just oh, saying, I'm not complaining either. Ones. We just need to Look get more subscribers. But that's cool. <laughs> we need more subscribers, man. Get us the 200, fuckers. Oh, yeah. Lee. Mr. Lee Gersman. I'm going to put this out. Gersman. I didn't say Gers. Uh, I, I don't even out. try to say his last name anymore. A fan so of the show... Him. A fan of the show has requested you be on the show. If you ever want to do it, I have an idea of what one you could be on. So um, you can tell if, if if if, if, if you, you want to tell me offline who it is, then, okay. then then I will decide. Um, right. I was on another episode. You were on with me and Mark. Uh, about uh, he was yeah, on with um, me, and Jerry, before. Yeah. So one of the very first episodes he yeah. was on with us, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, uh, okay. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to ask Lee too much to be on shows because I want him to do what he wants to do. So, hey Lee, yeah. hey Lee, I didn't, say, I didn't say he had to be on. I'm just saying a fan of our show. So that's why I said, um, if if it's a fan who I approve of, I will make my decision. Right on. All right, tell him offline and get back to me. <laughs> Will do. All right, then we we get to the next vinyl. Uh, we start off with Angel. Let's start start off with you, uh, Lee. Oh, this is a cool rocker that is sort of like how Fleetwood Mac was when Bob Welch and Danny Kerwin were in the band, but done with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham instead. I like it a lot. What do you think about it, Jerry? Uh, now we're talking with the great Good Stevie song. Um, and, you know, Lee, Lee nailed it right there. This is a very easy, yeah. old-fashioned Fleetwood Mac tune. I love it, man. Um, to me, this song is like pure fire. I mean, this is a 9 out of 10, in my opinion. What do you think about it, Charles? We opened uh, this too, Sign Woman, with a Stevie song. I thought, now, I don't know who played the bass, because Lindsay was also credited with some bass. But I'm assuming it was on his track. So I'm thinking this was John McVie. The bass playing is great on this track. And for Stevie, a bit bouncy of a track. 
Hey, I, 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 a little spoiler alert to folks at home. I kind of have a crush on Stevie Nicks. So I can listen to her for hours. Dude, she doesn't. Was one of the, she, she was one of the most beautiful women in the 80s and 90s, man. She really she was. You know? She still is. I, I uh, on her wheelchair. I don't care. Another S in the track. Hey, she's, tur she's touring with Billy Joel, Cole headlining tour. Yeah. Uh, but, I, yeah, they ain't coming here. But another S in the track, and I have to say what I really admired about the track is it seemed to get better as it went on. It just yeah. got better and better and better. What a kick-ass little track here. I loved it. Yeah, okay. So I got all three of you, right? Did I? Yeah. All right, yeah, so my turn. So that rolling bass line that John is playing, oh my soul, it rules key Christine with those keyboards and Lindsay yep. in and out with that riff in this song. Hard as fuck. But not on the first listen, you hear how hard this song is. If you keep listening to this song, you go, this could be a fucking metal track. Fucking, I would like to see fucking a metal band do this fucking track. Metallica, man, do a cover of this fucking song. But with her song. singing. But with her singing. I don't, Metallica would. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Metallica would ever do a song called Angel, though. Sorry. But the thing is, if you <laughs> listen to the song, it's, it's a metal song, man. Maybe like Death Angel or something. Maybe something, something like that, bit. but this yeah. is a fucking metal track. You know? Steve, I, mean, I, think, I think it's, it's yeah. a great fucking tune. Yeah, I love it. But you don't song. hear it till after you hear it at least four times. You go, this could be a fucking metal. Somebody could cover this as a metal band, you know? Fucking maybe Five Finger Cock Punch, you know? <laughs> Hailstorm. Uh, hail oh, fuck. Fuck that. Uh, and then we get to track number tw uh, 12. What is that? Uh, that's not enough for me? Yep. Okay, yes, let's sir. start with you, Charles. No, I'm last. I'm, I'm, never gonna I'm get going all over the place I, on this. Episode. Right, I'll do it. Fuck I've got one start so far. Okay. I'm going. Well, no okay, okay, Jerry. Jerry, what do you think about fucking? That's not enough for me. I well, it's, it's not a good song. It's it's the worst song on the album, in my opinion. It's, it's another copy of the Ledge type of sound. It's really pretentious. It got it's got the, it's got the bluegrass banjo in it too. Thank God it's only a minute and a half long. Sorry, Lindsay, man, love you, but this song is a bummer. Two out of ten. What do you think about Lee? Yeah. This was a song that I did not at all like then, and I don't love it now, but I'm saying it's an odd song and not truly bad, but I found it hard to follow the beat at first because the beat comes in and then it's like I, I can't follow it because it doesn't have a really structured um, beat that I can follow at first. but And, and that was annoying, but... Eventually, I was able to get into the B, and overall, it's okay. No, never. What do you think about it, Charles? I kind <laughs> of agree with your opinion more than mine, Jerry. Mm. It's just disappointing. A disappointing I, yeah. song on the album. Yeah. I think it's like, instead of using a good condiment on hot dogs, it's like putting dog shit on it. <laughs> or like putting a condom on it. Oop. Yeah, pass <laughs> this fucking song. All right, I agree with all three of you. What is this, Holiday Road Part One? Yeah, this music like I said, think, is yeah. so Holiday Road, but fuck, dude, it's like, why copy this? It's fucking shit. I like Holiday Road because it's got good memories from a vacation movie, and it works with the movie. 
But fuck, this does not work on the album. I do not like it. And Lindsay, what the fuck, dude? Like I said, thank God it was only a minute and a half long. Yeah. And yeah. Then we, and then we get to the next song, Never Make Me Cry. What do you think about it, Jerry? Oh, there'll be brown eyes. Be brown eyes. Oh, brown eyes, which you picked, fucking Charles. So here's brown eyes. What should we let Lee go first? <laughs> Why not, Lee? Talk yeah. about brown eyes, and then we'll play the song. This is a really good song. Christine McVie's songs are winners here. This yes. is somewhat blues oriented with a pop tinge, and it's done really well. I would have been interested if she had done this song when she was in Chicken Shack. All right, man. That was we're gonna play Brown Eyes now, and then Charles will come back and tell us what he thinks about it. So here's Brown Eyes on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was brown eyes because we're fucking fucking this episode up. What do you think about it, Charles? <laughs> it's freeform, baby. Oh, we freeform the shit out of this shit. Podcast, motherfuckers. Uh, America's podcast, bitch. As the great Lee Gersman pointed out, featuring and written and sung by the recently and dearly departed Christine McVie. It was also written by her about Dennis Wilson, which is pretty interesting. This song has such a hypnotic groove to it, which illustrates crafting uh, the music and style of the song to the theme and intent of the lyrics rather expertly. Additionally, it's noted, but yet slightly disputed, by the way, that they say Peter Green added guitar to the outro. The drums are excellent, just a phenomenal song. Stands out for its originality and the groove. So what do you think about it, Jerry? Now, you're probably right about the Peter Green thing. Even when Peter Green and Bob Walsh left the band, they always did stuff on the side with Bob and, 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 and Peter Green, so it's very possible. Um, one word for the vocals on this one, mesmerizing, man. I'm telling you, her vocals are oh, just so so beautiful. Um, kind of has a gold dust woman type of vibe, too, in a way. Um one of the best songs on the album. I give it a 9 out of 10. And I want to do the next song first, if I could, please. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, what I think about Brown Eyes is fucking, uh, man, this is like a, some dark lyrics here, and, a, and Mick is drumming it up, and uh, the yeah. drum rolls are fucking killer. And, of course, yeah. the songbird, Christine's voice, is haunting. The lyrics are fucking dark. I fucking love this track. Great pick, Charles. And then we get to Never Make Me Cry, and Jerry, you want to go first on this one, so what do you think of this one? There are, there's not many songs out there that actually make me tear up. But I put this song on last night, and I'm telling you, I, I admit, I, you know, take away a man card, break out the white claw, whatever you want to tell me. But this song, call, actually, this song made me tear up, man. It's such a beautiful song. Um uh, her voice is just so emotional and, you know, just, I thought about that and I thought about, you know, the fact that she's no longer with us, man. I just, I just started crying, man. Uh, it's beautiful. 10 out of 10. So what I do you think. think of it, Lee? This sounds like it could have been on the album Future Games. I really like it. It has an atmospheric edge that's really cool and I dig it a lot. Yes, it's it's just, that and the song Songbird, man. Always, you know, it's it tear me mm. up a little bit when I hear him. When she was alive, it made me tear up. So that's going to make you, you know. Mm. You know so uh, yeah, sorry, Lee, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. No, no, I, I was I was done. It's all good. What do you think about it, Charles? Oh my lord! I think we were all fighting for first on this one. Maybe I, I hit the raise your hand thing on the Skype, but Lee got me first there. Uh, man, does she deliver vocally on this band. Absolutely yes. beautiful song. I do, I, I'm not in any way trying to knock the song, but I, it almost seems like maybe she had wrote it for maybe somebody else to do. But I don't care. I mean, her vocals are phenomenal on this mm -hmm. song. And I listened to it about 25 times today. It's yes. absolutely beautiful to my ears, and uh, now uh, it's okay to tear up to this song. It is yeah. phenomenal. It's 
not my favorite on the album, but it's it could be. I mean, it's like second or one B is it, that damn good of a song. Yes. Yeah, I agree with both of you, all three of you, man. That's a great song, man. Fucking great fucking ballad, fucking rules. And then we get into fucking, you know what? I'm going to go first on this one. I know I'm not wrong. So you guys don't think I'm like fucking going off on what you guys are saying, man. You know, I'm a fucking, I'm a Lindsey Buckingham nut swinger, big time, right? And you guys have said during this review that Lindsey's are the weakest songs. And you know what? I, I hate to agree with you guys, but you guys are fucking right. Because <laughs> now this Lindsey song sounds like a circus that broke down. This song is very weird, and it's a fucking skipper for me. What do you think about it, Charles? I knew you were going to pick me. God damn it. It should be Jerry first. No, uh, <laughs> we said we closed out side one of this, too. I'm just we, secondhand news. I'm just secondhand news. Oh, down by this one here and do a little square dancing. <laughs> I really didn't, I didn't despise it. And uh, I have to challenge the notion to Lee. I want him to maybe change his thinking because Mick Fleetwood apparently gave control to Lindsay on this record and perhaps he was the only one committed to the style of this record. Maybe. I don't know. But it's filler, like most of Buckingham's tracks at this point. And that's fucking sad, because Buckingham is my favorite member of this band. It's like, Christine and Stevie are kicking ass on this album. His songs are like, dude, dude. Yeah. What the not fuck that are you doing? It's just not It's that like, this is song. solo Buckingham material, which would have been better if it was a Lindsay <laughs> Buckingham man. solo album. Yeah. But uh, Jerry, what do you think about it? This is the best fucking Lindsay song on the album. Circus lover. You like clowns. You like fucking clowns, right? Okay, go ahead. I fucking love the song, dude. I mean, he finally got it fucking right, dude. Really? You know? It's it's a good fucking good foot tapping tune, man. He's got some cool vocals to it. I love it, man. Sorry. I think Sorry, I'm, guys. I'm a bigger Lindsay Buckingham than all you three. Holy man. I fucking hate I this song. Goddamn. But Lee, what do you think about it? Um, Mark and Charles, you both kind of were thinking that you were in agreement with me about Lindsey Buckingham's songs, and your opinion uh, of it. this one is All totally right. wrong, and I'm in total agreement with Jerry on this one. Ooh. This is one of two... Lindsey... Yeah! This is one of two Lindsey... Buckingham songs I like on here. Absolutely. This has a Kiln House vibe. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like when Jeremy Spencer was in the group. It's an interesting song for this album. I think it's cool. Fuck. I need, I, I'm saving fucking alcohol for the video, so I'm not drinking. I'm going to smoke a fucking joint. I mean, Fuck. Man. I think I, some, I think I have a preconceived notion that you're going to agree with me because I really just make my own opinions. But thank you very much. <laughs> I, I don't I, like I, people agree with me. I'm what, what, what I'm saying because I'm saying what I'm saying. Yeah. But, 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 but yeah, yeah, me, me yeah. and Jerry are, are, are the 
That's cool. Are, are, are the ones who who, the who really the know them? Here, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 have the good voice here, man. Right on. I like Def Leppard. <laughs> make love like a man. Oh Nobody God, here we go. So I'm fine with you guys disagreeing. I, I don't give a I fuck. I think we can agree, though. This I don't think it was the worst song on the album. It wasn't, but it's not the Lindsay. Thank you. You, you should both. You you should both yeah. stop there. This All right, so good. Let's flip this bitch over to side four. Then we get to Hi Honey. Let's start with you, Jerry. Oh, this is where filler starts to set in a little bit. God, I hate to shit on Christine McVie, but this song really never did it for me. It's just corny and mushy, and I just never got into this one. I'm sorry, Christine. I love you. But you finally laid an egg on this one. This is the song. What do you think about it, Lee? <laughs> Uh, oh, I feel bad about saying this, but this is like the album Rumors, but much better. This could have replaced any of the songs from Rumors. Really? I really oh. like the song. Oh. So, oh. I, 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 take, I take back my great minds thinking, oh, I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> I, 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 so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I wish I disliked it because I like you, Jerry. No nah, man, <laughs> just fucking around. I, I, yeah. I, I know, I know. I'm, 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 I'm just fucking drunk. Anyway, I'm so full of shit. So. I'm full of shit. So. I need to smoke yeah. weed. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So who we at, Charles? What do you think about it? Well, uh, guess I'm back on team team Lee's side here because oh, I think cool. it's a really good fucking song. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, I hear a bum note. To my ears on the harmony vocals early on. I think it was by Stevie Nicks. Huh. But then again, I kind of liked that they left it in. I mean, I'll one listen no for it. Anyway, who go on. Cares? Who cares? I mean, I really, I mean, that means that I like that. Uh, just a nice little song here. I do think it was an album track. I don't think it was. It was definitely, you know, not something to be a single, but it. But I found it to be a. A better album track than anything Lindsey Buckingham wrote at this point. So, well, it's like when I'm in a bar and someone asks me, "Are you single?" or they ask me, "Are you an album?" Anyway, go on, uh, Mark. Yeah, yeah, but you know, if they ask you for single, and she has her shirt tucked in. You go, "Hell yeah, oh. baby!" <laughs> you better believe that. Buddy. Oh, you better believe that shit, right? Come on. But yeah, hi, yeah. honey. I'm on Team Jerry on this one. This album is getting boring. Now, maybe too many songs, maybe they shouldn't have made the album boring. Not cohesive, and this song fucking sucks. I hate it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Christine. But yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Christine, but uh, Jerry, Jerry and fucking Charles can have a fucking big, you know, hug. <laughs> they love it. No, no problem. You know, you, it's fantastic. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the next song. I guarantee you that shit. You know. You know what? You know what? Say a prayer. I'm the one and Charles who liked it. I'm, 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 you, you and Jerry um didn't like it. So yeah, me and Charles will hug. You and Charles can have a hug. That's what I said. You and mentioned Jerry. I want the hug. No, I, 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 I don't <laughs> want Jerry to have a hug. No, I, I said you and Charles can have a hug. Come on, man. We did a big yeah, you said here. Jerry. I, I want the hug. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you a hug, Lee. And I want the reach around. Ooh, oh, oh, we, we, all, we, we all can give each other different <laughs> kinds of hugs. Ooh, okay. <laughs> God damn. All right. Well, let's get to the next song, which is Beautiful Child. What do you think about it, Charles? Me, sir. Me, sir. Yes, thank you. 
Because we're back to my favorite member of the group. And Miss Nix takes center stage here again. Amazingly, it's an album track. I'm surprised they didn't give it at least consideration to be a single. I have to assume this was her point of view towards Buckingham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just an impeccable song. Something about the, uh, the verse and man. Nix is no slouch as songwriter. One of my favorite tracks. It might be my favorite track on the album. Tell you oh. might be. So let's go to you, Jerry. What do you think of Beautiful? And I don't give a fuck if it. it's uh, nobody else likes it. God damn. I'm sorry, Charles. Again, this is a filler track for me, man. Um, not her best. The harmonies are good. Not her best lyric song either. I mean, what? Beautiful child. Beautiful child. You're a beautiful child. I mean... I don't know. She's usually better lyric, better lyricist than this on this song. That's, maybe that's why I don't like it. The bass line on it's really killer. John V is is on fire in this song. Don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, six out of oh, six out of ten is generous. I have to give it a five out of ten, man. Sorry. Well, Lee, I'm gonna let you go last on this one because I thank I, you. I gotta freaking take the shit out of Jerry on this one. This is a fucking beautiful song. And it's in the uh, title, not joking. Love Stevie's voice again. She started sounding like she had gravel in her mouth later in her career. But I do like those compare, I do like those gravelly song. songs, but man, this song is amazing. Voice and fucking dude, it just it's just so it's she sings so smooth in this song. It's just amazing fucking track. Nah. Uh, Compare it to Storms and Sarah. Is it better than that? Well, no, it isn't, but it's still a good track. It's not a skippable track. Like, Lindsey Buckingham had one. You know. Get yeah, uh, more than one. Yeah, you have more than one. I yeah, agree. more than one. Yeah, more than one. <laughs> That's why I'm pissed, because I agree with all but, the but it's, it's, it's not horrible. It's a, me it's, a, it's a medium. It's a middle of the pack song for me. That's all. Dude, but did you notice how Stevie Nicks' voice sounded like she was like had gravel in her mouth later in her career? It works. It worked for her. It worked, but what happened? Did she smoke too much? Drugs. Drugs. Big ass hole in her nose from all that coke? Maybe. <laughs> but she, I like her on her early album. So good. Especially Buckingham Nicks. You know, I'm going to say it again. Fucking release that fucking album, bitches. I want a vinyl version of that shit. I ain't paying $500 for it. <laughs> what if Lindsay? I wonder if Lindsay's got any nudes over somewhere. Ooh, we should share this with everybody. Dude, you're a perv. I don't want to see him nude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Lindsay, not Stevie, of course. Can I? Can I say it? <laughs> Lee doesn't want to see a uh, fucking Stevie Nicks nude. He wants to see her with the shirt tucked in. Uh, I okay. do. No, she don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was like. She, she was like one of the most, like I said, one of the most beautiful women in the world okay. at one time, in my so, opinion. So, Lee, what do you think of Beautiful Child? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, there were moments of the song that were okay, but it's a little slow and sad melody-wise for my taste. It's not one of the songs I like most on here. All right, so let's get to Walk a Thin Line. I'm going to get to you, Jerry, because you complained about not going first a lot. So, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Jerry. Why do, why, do, why do I get the songs that aren't that great? You first song. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want this me song, to change it then? This song's not horrible. I How mean, do I know this? It's the last, I guess, Lindsay tune by himself 
song on the album. It's okay. Slow tempo. Got a cool groove to it. It's nice. That's all I got to say about it. It's nice. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? I, I hear shades of how solo records would be uh, shortly after this release. They released it as a single. Um, I did think Fleetwood's drumming was pretty good on it. I don't think it sounded like single material to me, but hell, what do I know? Filler. Well, I'm going to let Lee go last again because he seemed to like that. So, uh, walk a thin line, man. I like the tempo of this song. I like the tone of Lindsay's voice. This is a cool song, but it drags a little. Not the best, and it's not a circus song that it did earlier. So, Lee, what do you think of it? All right. It would have worked as a decent solo song by Lindsey Buckingham, but the arrangement and the song itself seems oddly put on Tusk. So I like the song, but I don't like it for this album. All right, then we get the title track on the song Tusk, which I picked, so I'll let Jerry talk about Tusk first. <laughs> Since we're going fucking anarchy in the fucking USA on the free forum. So tell me about Tusk, and then I'll play it. It's a fucking great tune, man. It started out as just uh You know why I let you go thing. first? Because I knew you'd like this song, bitch. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, it started out as a jam session originally, and then they turned it into a tune. Um, I love the song, man. I love the... You know, that weird, weird haunting type of vocals in the verse, you know, and then it gets, starts screaming, and, don't say that you love me, and it's got weird shit on it, it's like, uh, uh, weird talking, there's a lot of talking behind the song, you know what I'm talking, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Real savage, like, you hear shit like that, you know, in the backgrounds, it's, uh, it's like they cool took, tune, man. They took a page from Roger Waters and Pink Floyd, you know? Yeah, kind of in a way. But it's, it's a really good tune, man. It's, uh, I love it. So that was you, a show ender. So what do you think of Tusk, Charles? Oh, wait, wait. Let me get to... Let's uh, play Tusk. Yeah. And then we'll come back to you, Charles, on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
So what do you think of Tusk, Charles? Title track and lead single from the record. Uh, interestingly, Fleetwood recruited the USC marching band <laughs> what track. Which got which, their ass beat last night. Yes, thank God. And so is Kansas State. <laughs> so Ohio State's still alive. The Ohio State. O-H-I-O. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the uh, USC marching band play on the track, which set a record for the most people performing on a single. 112 people recorded on this track. I do find it to be the most interesting Buckingham composition on the record. And I really enjoy the song. But I have to imagine it was definitely a head scratcher when a lot of people were expecting to hear, you know, something like Rumors. Right. I think yeah. it's the coolest Buckingham song on the record. And kudos to the band for presenting the USC marching band with a platinum disc for the recording. Yeah, I'm going to let Lee go last on this since I picked this track again because he seemed to like that, so that's cool. My second favorite off this album. Next time you use the UCLA marching band, because fuck USC. <laughs> fuck USC the fucking hell. I know you beat Dude, us. I know you beat us. Fuck you. Fuck USC. All right, that's they're, nice. they're, they're They're a famous marching band, dude. That's why they I don't give them. a shit. UCLA has better looking cheerleaders. That's with their shirts tucked in. Right. Wow. wow. Thank you. <laughs> this is a great song. I love it. I love it how they sound as one voice. They all fucking blend together to sound as a different enigma. Like on a chain. It's like, what band could you tell me that could sound like this besides the birds? This band has done the, e well, the Eagles too. The Eagles have done this too. Eagles, birds, and fucking Fleetwood Mac. Do a song and they're blending so effortlessly that they sound like a different vocalist. Fucking an amazing fucking song. I love it. My second favorite track off the album. And I don't know why none of you guys... Lee, what do you think of Tusk? Um, before I talk about the song, I will say that even though I don't like to give cheap, cliche kind of jokes on here like a lot of you do, well, I, I have to say one, because it's actually true. And you might get a kick out of it. When I wrote my notes for this song, and I put Tusk, somehow Word Correct changed it to Tush. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, this is the best song on the album. I like it a lot. And the marching band gives it that kick it needs. The video is cool too, man. I love that. I shit. like the video. In fact, I, I, I every time they give that video hold me on MTV, I say, why not give the song Tusk? I like that better. I agree with you on that. Fuck. Right I, on, buddy. I like hold it. me, but I rather yes. see Tusk. You know, it's I do. do like hold me, but I like Tusk better. I agree. Yeah. Right on, right on, buddy! <laughs> yes, yay! Yeah! And Stevie, Stevie was twirling that baton in that video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That video. <laughs> they had to carry a cardboard version of John McVay for some reason. I don't know why he wasn't in the video. But he was in Hawaii. Hawaii. He was in Hawaii when they recorded the video. Um, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's a cool video. It's a fucking cool video. MGV played the shit out of it, right? 
Yeah. Like, and then VH1 Classic later on, and yeah. And now there's no VH1 Classic. We have fucking 16 and Pregnant going on. Yay! Oh, boy. Oh, oh. boy. And well, Beavis and Butthead is back on. That shit is still fucking funny. But, uh, they're, on Paramount. they're on Paramount, not MTV. Yeah, but it's still an MTV channel. Oh. Oh, that's true. Okay, when it, when you play it, it says, I want my MTV by Sting. Gotcha. Yeah, I hear you. So, yeah. it's still MTV. Then we get to the last song on the album. Never forget, let's start with Charles. Well, and I have to say, even that, I will say this about this album before I do the song. This is one of the best albums I've heard all year. And it's, what, 40, 30, 43 years old? Yeah. I mean, even the filler tracks that I made fun of, I still say is better than most shit I would hear today. And why I made fun of the babies who put their album out a couple months before this, this whole album sounds like it could be released today. Even, I want to say really quickly before you continue, the very worst song that Lindsey Buckingham did on here is better than the babies. Ooh. True. Right on. Disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I mean, that, that particular... We that, that particular album... <laughs> yeah. Why did yeah, you pick that bad. one song, that album with that one song by the Beat Babies that you said that you're glad I didn't pick that album that had that one song on that album? That's, well, that's cool. Well, I'm back on my feet again. But you have to get... Rendezvous, man, come on. It made me. Oh, that shit was horrible. It made me. Talking about the baby. Yeah, it made me. Yeah. Hey, Lee, who brought up the babies? Me, because I just. No, brought it up also. Yeah, babies. So now you know. Anyway, I'm sorry, Charles. Go on. Yeah, that baby's album sounds dated, and this album is not. It's timeless. That's how much better quality it is. So, and never forget, we close this highly enjoyable listen with this Christine McBee song that is obviously bittersweet to listen to at this point. No, Christine, we will never forget you. I promise you that. A brilliant songwriter, performer, and you will live always through your music. What do you think about it, Jerry? I'm fucking about ready to cry. That was actually really good, Charles. <laughs> no, that was a thing. You, you said it right, man. She's uh, an angelic musician, man. She's going to be missed. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for all the wonderful music that you gave us. And I will be listening to it till maybe I'll meet you again someday. Or not meet you again, but actually meet you someday. In another life, um, you know, it's it's been a pleasure, and thank you for the great music. Yeah, I'm gonna let Lee go last on this, and uh, well, Al Hortas met everybody, so that's why yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> and then he got pictures of Ozzy today. I'm gonna fuck her, meets everybody, Getty Lee. Oh, fuck it, dude, I need to be, I he needs to, yeah, adopt, he needs to adopt I, us, man. I asked, her, I asked her about that. It's like, you met Getty Lee. Which time are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, how many times did you meet the guy? He needs to adopt like us. He needs to adopt us. <laughs> but then um, I'm going to get to this, and then I'll let Lee go last. Touch should have been the album closer. This is a really good Christine song, but 
Still Tusk is way better as a closer. This is a, this song kind of has no ending. They just keep going and it stops. It was kind of weird to me. Yeah. It, it's a cool song, but I think they should have ended it with Tusk and put this right before Tusk and it would have been a lot better in sequence. So what do you think about it? Yes. God bless you. Yeah. Or bless Thank you. you. Whatever. Thank you. It's an okay song. Some of the sound effects are a little bit annoying. But overall, it's a cool song. Not my very, very favorite on here. But it's one of the better songs. But you know what sucks that I agreed with you guys on Buckingham's Compositions of the Weakest on here? It's like... Man, I love that man uh, so much. It's uh, like, I would suck his dick. I oh, God, dude. I'm, uh, I'm drunk, so I'm admitting stuff I would do. But, uh, Mark, I want to ask you a very weird question. You won't think it's weird. <laughs> I think it's weird. But you won't. Do you think I ought to listen to the album Law in Order just to see if I like it? I don't know if that's weird. I just think that's a normal question to me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's weird, but to you it's normal, but so you, I'd like to ask you, your but, opinion. But the thing is, you like listening to weird stuff. But... That is a weird album. Okay, that that gives me hope. Thank you. I think I might listen to it just, just, just because... Yeah, I'm just saying, it's a weird album. It's not a normal question to me, because that's like a normal question you ask me, so it's not normal from you asking me that question. Uh, but, 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 but I mean, because I have avoided his work, so to me it's weird that I'm asking you is it, an opinion. Is it in trouble on that fucking album? Yeah, it is. That and that's song rules. one song that I don't like. Ooh. That was another That was another video that was all over MTV. Kind of a weird video. Yeah, like but are the other songs like it? No. Or are, or are they different? Lindsay does not make carbon copy songs unless... No, 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 no. There's okay. a, lot of variety, a lot of variety on the album. Oh, a lot of variety. Like I will take a chance, and, and after we're done... A little later, I will listen to that but album. Before you purpose. listen to Law and Order, I want you to listen to his '90s uh, albums out of the cradle. Okay, I I will do that. And, That's an and, album and, and, I would and, like to review with you one day. It's out of the box. It's an album nobody really talks about. All right. Um, I'm I, not going to any spoilers I, on it. I will. I will do that. But even if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. Your judgment is is well. I'll. You do what you want. I'll try. I'll try it. You do what you want. Be, be, you know what? Because I'm drunk and I want to try it. Well, if thank you, you. want to try it, that's fine with me. I don't want to force thank you to do anything you don't want to. Thank do. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Um. <laughs> um, 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 um. Um. This once. This once. I thank you. Thank you. You thank me many this is, times. This is, okay. this is like this is like all right, group all right, whatever. This is like group therapy, man. I love it. It's like it's like like my my like like my marriage partner who I'm trying to leave, but 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 she he put a rope on my leg and and won't let me go. That's not that's not just your marriage partner. Other people don't want you to go. So 
Yeah, 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 yeah. All these, all these, these guys want me to stay. They, 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 they want me to be their marriage partner. I, I hate that. Well, you know, I will review a pure jazz album for you. All right, all right. I'll, 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 I'll pick something that that will be palatable to you. I don't care. Pick anything. Oh boy, then. Oh, oh, oh. Pick, all right. Pick anything, bitch. Anything. All right, thank you. I, I like the... Charles, do you have any bit. final comments on this album? I think I already said it. I, I'm really floored by how good this record was. Even the filler tracks. I mean, I dogged them a bit, but they're better than most of the shit that's out today. I guarantee you that. And again, to me, great music is timeless. You could hear this fucking album come out today, and it would be a huge, big deal. Yeah. And uh, I know you're going to go over your wiki stats. I'm, and when you say the amount that's sold, it's still more than what, well, of course, today. But even back then, when record sales meant a lot, it was still a huge number of records sold. And this, this was just a great album, I believe. Yeah. What do you think about it, Jerry? Um, I mean, Charles nailed it, man. It's a fucking legendary album. Um, it was ahead of its time. Um, like I said, it was a costly album, and uh, I think it only sold four or five million. I think is, is that right? Something two like million. only two, really? Yeah, I got three, four or five, so I challenge those stats, buddy. Uh, I mean, yeah, I do. I do. Well, too. you know, yeah. they need to re. They have to. The band has to pay for the recertification. So yeah, but uh, it's a. It's a great record. You know, 1984 I mean. would have sold 50 million by now. Come on. All right, go ahead. I mean, even though it was a Lindsay-dominated album as far as the way it was done, it still had a lot of great contributions by the other four members, um, especially Christine, like you said, God rest her soul. Um, it's uh, like it's timeless, man. It's gonna like 40 years from now if I'm still alive, um, I'll be listening to it and loving it, and. Uh, you know, and I find a lot of the younger generations getting into Fleetwood Mac too. I, we went to a Fleetwood Mac cover band show a few months ago, and there's a lot of young people there, and they're actually look at their lips and they're singing the lyrics to it. So uh, that's the that's the great thing about this band is it's like it's generational, man. Because it's not just they, one generation. They write lyrics. They don't write one fucking verse and just say it a million times in one song. Mm. You know. So Char oh. uh, so uh, Lee. Final thoughts? I will say I think the rest of the band had a whole sense of what the album did and that Lindsey Buckingham purposefully went against the grain because he was wanting to branch out and it was sort of like his way of saying I'm going to go solo. And so... I think it was the rest of the band up as opposed to Lindsay. But in a couple of songs, they all work together. But in spite of Lindsay's rebelliousness, which made for weird comic bozo songs that did not fit the rest of the album I thought the rest of the album was 
one of the strong, stronger albums that they did since it's like it could have came out in 1975 and it would have been a really, really good album. I think that they, the rest of the band went back to the roots of the group and that they did a really good album and I think that Lindsey Buckingham was doing this weird crap that they had to insert into it in order to make it seem like the whole band was working together but if they had eliminated his songs from the album and just to make it a single album, they eliminated a few other songs just to make it a single album. I think it would have been maybe their best album after Bear Trees. Uh, yeah, this is a great album. And the thing is, like Jerry was saying, this could have been an album that's out today. You got the, the it date uh, 1979 1980 was number four. It went as high as number four, but in um, the end of the year charts, what it say 1980 it's number 20 of the albums of 1980 because it was 7980. But then you get to 2004 weekly chart performance for Tusk, US top 20 catalog albums was number 30 in 2004. And then you get to 2015-2016, U.S. Top Tastemaker Albums is number 14. So this album is still getting bought. It's not disappearing. Like Jerry said, this is an album you can make today, and these performances on the Billboard charts are showing you that people are still wanting to hear this album, which is fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, that actually, on, on, on Apple Tunes, they have, like, a whole remastered version of this album with like 30 different tracks. Yeah, it's got, different, uh, it's got like four or five versions of each song on it. It's, it's really cool to listen to, man. If you get a chance to listen to it, go ahead and listen to it. It's cool as fuck. Nice. But uh, that's our review of Fleetwood uh, Mac Tusk. And I'm going to tell you who was on the album. You know, we talked about all of them. Lindsey Buckingham, vocals, guitar, bass, keyboards, drums, percussion. Stevie Nicks, vocals, tambourine. Christy McPhee. Uh, I've got to say, uh, rest in peace, Christine. Vocals, keyboards, piano, organ, John McVie, bass, guitar, Mick Fleetwood, drums, percussion. And it does say Peter Green played guitar on Brown Eyes. And then they get yeah. USC Trojan Marching Band, horns and percussion on Tusk. And it's produced by Richard Dashalt. I think he produced them on uh, Tango Tonight. I'm not sure if that was just Lindsay. Uh, so. But uh, I think yeah, he's been a yeah, producer yeah. of them for a while. Yeah, I, 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 I think that, that Richard Dashut, if he did Tango in the Night, he probably did not work on the No, he did basic he, he did rumors. Oh he did rumors, Tusk, Mirage, Tango in the Night, and Time. Uh oh oh well well one of the albums he and did. And then he good. did uh with Lindsay Buckingham, he did Law and Order and Out of the Cradle, which the album I keep trying to I, I like oh, okay. oh, I'm just going to have to just forget about these names and just listen. Out of the Cradle, dude. And he also produced Holiday Road and Time Bomb from Back to Future and Trouble. Uh, 
Ew. From just one of the guys. I didn't know that was in it. Was that in that movie? Just one of the guys? Shit. You didn't know that. But, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to Out of the Cradle and then Law and Order. He did Law and Order. The, the, he produced both those albums. Ew. Well, I'll, 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 wait, I'll wait to say I really you think you I... like Out of the Cradle better. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a listen. All right, man. Then we get to our tracks of the week. I picked Hold Me by Fleetwood Mac from the Mirage album. Jerry picked Light Up by Oren Thanti. Charles picked Live Forever, of course he did, by Oasis. <laughs> Lee picked Incredible String Band, The Letter. And then Lee's song of the week, track of the week, is a song I gave him some lyrics for. Off-ramp parentheses coming up soon. I was just in my car, and I just said, hey, Lee, this is what I'm feeling right now. He said, I can make a song on it. I said, go yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. I hate traffic, man. Because I like to get home. Well, I pick I pick live forever, even though you'll make fun of me for it. I think it's an appropriate message to uh, live forever. Well, you know what? I do like that song, Charles. So I'm not gonna yeah shit on live it. forever by Oasis. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm only remembering. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. But Lee, let's get the fuck out of here and say goodbye, bitch. Bye bye. Bye bye.
just wanna fly lately Did you ever feel the pain in the morning rain As it soaks you to the bone Maybe I just wanna fly, wanna live but don't wanna die Maybe I just wanna breathe, maybe I just don't believe Maybe you're the same as me, we see things I'll never see
started rubbing my eyes when I heard the birds talk. Said, hey, Mr. Sleep, you're gonna have to take a walk. There's nothing as much power to make me rise as the postman bringing the morning surprise. Here it comes. You better believe me. Here it comes. Too much I'm gonna let her better get. Then I pulled the covers right up to my nose I thought, well, a letter might Before Rose, her mother, she writes very regularly Mr. Postman, have you got a letter for me? Uh, Mr. Heron, yes I have It says right here, yes I have Too much I've got a letter And I said it with some joy It came from Maria, Chicago, Illinois And I never have met her But she sounds sweet like a flower Growing on the rubbish heap She got a lot of things oh, She got to work out But she's gonna make it have no of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. I get a ticket. No one pays mind This jaded feeling Pushed out of line Warden says next Teacher says wait Am I impatient Or is this fate? Sitting in traffic Feeling like shit 
wondering if this hell is ever going to end. Is my off-ram coming up soon? Done with the matinee. Not such a show. Grabbing my popcorn. It's time to go. Out of the darkened room. Sitting in traffic. Feeling like shit. Wondering if the sale is ever going to end Is my off-ramp coming soon? Hello, my dear friend Why do you sigh? I told my feelings You wonder why I guess I'm mistaken You're for yourself Excuse how I take it, I'm myself. I go walking, I feel fine, it will give me a fine time, some people smile, that's so cool, some folks are smart, some others are fools, Sitting in traffic, feeling like shit Wondering if this hell is ever going to end Is my off-ramp coming up soon? You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.